Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. You love this part? Love okay. This part. So, well, when you when you when we launched our Presence People series, we're still in our a Presence People series, talking about the presence of the Lord, experiencing the presence of the Lord, practicing the presence of practicing the, Lord. the presence Remember, of the Lord. Remember for 30 days. Yeah. We uh, we talked about practicing his presence and some of us set our alarms uh, to at the top of every hour that we're awake to take a minute or two and just invite the Lord into whatever we're doing. If it's sitting in the drive through at CVS, God, I thank you that I have a car that runs well. What, however you do it, you bring it into your everyday life that you acknowledge him in all that you do. And yeah. so we yeah. started that for 30 days and right. I'm still doing it. Yeah. So you told us about a book called Practicing His Presence, which is written, uh, half of that book was written in the 1600s by um, a monk named Brother Lawrence. Um, and so this practice in monasteries called Statio, that was where that came from, mm-hmm. is that it's the moment between the moments. It's it's a holy pause. Um, it's, it's Statio is a Latin word for station, position, or watch, often described as a holy pause, pausing to be prayerful, bringing God into my thoughts and bringing my thoughts to God. Um, Let me read this. Yeah. Brother Lawrence wrote in 1685. Think about this. 1685, these words were written, practicing his presence. If I were a preacher above everything else, I would preach the practice of dwelling in the presence of Christ. If I had its ear, I would advise all the world to practice his presence. This is how necessary and how easy I think it to be. Oh, if we but knew the need we have of God's presence. If we could only see how greatly we need the Lord's assistance in everything. everything, everything. If we could really see how helpless we are without him. We would never lose sight of him, not even for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the the Westminster Confession. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the Westminster Confession. It was written 400 years ago, but still so relevant today. It says, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Did you know that's the reason that you were put on this planet? to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We often say Jesus died for me so I can live for him. But really a better way to say it is Jesus died for me so I can live with him. It's about Amen. being with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with. We, we, put, we make it about works and the things we do for. Yeah. But what he desires more than anything is that we be with, with him. him. Last week, I talked about the influence of a doorkeeper. Yeah. Many of you um, were compelled to come forward and, and say, I want to be a doorkeeper. Remember that? Yes. And, uh, it's like sometimes we, we, we hear it and we know in our knower this is God, but then we don't know how to, 
how do we walk this out? How do we do this? Tommy Tenney taught us years ago, uh, how, how do you stay? How do you abide in his presence? How do you do this? And his answer was always, I live close to the door. Yeah. Just stay close to the door. And in that thought was this whole understanding of, I'd rather be a doorkeeper yes, yes, in the house yes. of the Lord. David said, Psalm 84, this yeah. was the scripture. How lovely is your dwelling place. Psalm 84, verse 1 and 2. O Lord of hosts, my soul longs. Hear the language. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing, sing for, for joy. joy to the living God. Yes. Verse 10 says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would yeah. rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. How are you going to do that? Stay close to the door. Yeah. Yep, yep. David said this. David, what are you talking about? You are the most influential man on the earth right now. You're the king of Israel. Yeah. That's just an earthly kingdom. David was interested in the spiritual kingdom. I just want to get close to the door of access. I want to yeah. be close to the door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so last week we said, I want to be a doorkeeper. And, um, and this week, so today we're going to talk about abiding in the presence of the Lord. How do we abide in him? Psalm 91.1 says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Pay attention every time you hear the word abide. Mm. Abide. Yeah. Um, the, the ESV translations uses the word abide, like the, like the King James. The, NIV, the NIV uses remain. So those words are interchangeable. You could use yeah. where it says abide, remain. The message uses live, live in him. The voice translation is a beautiful uh, translation of the Bible, uses the word stay. So we're going to talk about staying in him, abiding in him. And um, of course, we're going to read uh, John chapter 15. This is our text, the grand text. John chapter 15. I love this chapter in the book of John. Uh, the, uh, the book of John is the only gospel that actually uh, where Jesus, this whole, it's this whole, Jesus is having this whole discourse with his, with his disciples because he's about to be crucified. And he is preparing them for a world where he will no longer be with them. And he tells them how he's going to send the Holy Spirit. He's not going to leave them alone. But in, ch in chapter 15, verses 1 through 17, uh, Jesus talks about abiding in him. So um, let's, let's read John chapter 15, starting at verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Bill Johnson says, God rewards fruitfulness with pruning. <laughs> Okay. Think about that. Yes, yes, yes. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me 
and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Wow, this is a big promise coming up. Are you ready for it? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in me, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. <laughs> if you do what I command you. <laughs> we like the friends part. Sometimes we don't like that second, that, the other half of that. That's why we say yes. That's why we say yes. That's why we say yes. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. So we're going to break John 15 down a I'm little bit. I'm just a little bit distracted because Why? I just love the sound of your voice when you read. Aww. So I Babe. just want to interject that. I was like just <laughs> listening and I'm hearing the, what, what Jesus said, but I'm also hearing you say it. And I was just. You're so sweet. Aww. You want to be in my small group? You want to be in my small group? Just two of us in our small group. Okay. Um, all oh, right. yeah. <laughs> all right. No, I'm blushing. Okay. Let's break down John 15. Okay. And talk about how we abide. How do we do it? How do we stay in him? Yeah. I looked up the word stay. Are you asking me? Is this going to be our con let's yes. have a conversation? Yes. Okay, let's have a conversation. What does the word stay mean hey, according hey. to Webster's Dictionary? <laughs> it means to stand firm, yes. to take up residence, to fix onto something yeah. as a foundation. Wow. Yes, yes. I like that. Stay. How do I abide in him? How do I stay in him? Number one, we got, we got a few points, okay? And then we're going to read a little, little excerpt of what Bob Sorge says about abiding in Christ. We're going to stay in his word. Verse number seven, number, number one, one, stay, stay in, his in his word. How do you abide in him? Stay 
in his word. Stay in his word. Verse 7 of, the, of John chapter 15, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. We cannot abide in Jesus if we don't stay in his word. No. And let's uh, add Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3. Yeah. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight yes. is in the law of the Lord. Yes. And on his law, he meditates day and night. If you do that, you're like a tree planted by streams of water yes. that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither in all that he does. He prospers. Yep. Um, amen. And I want to say this, if you find yourself, if it's a struggle for you, I'm just going to be, um, I mean, I feel like I'm always real, hopefully transparent, but I remember, you know, when I was younger in my twenties and we were worship leaders and I loved the presence of the Lord, but honestly, reading the word of God felt really like a chore to me. And I began to pray that. Did you just say that? I did. I just said that. Uh, I began to pray that God would give me a hunger for his word. Did you know that you can ask the Lord for that? God, make me hungry for your word. I want to know. I want to know this word. We've talked about it all in, in our series on talking about the prophetic. You know, the, the, and, unless we know the word of God, um, you know, all, all New Testament prophecy is judged by this word. Um, and so. How do you. Okay. Yeah. How do you stay in his word? Tell us, Bishop. I can just tell you what I do. Every day of my life, the first 10 minutes of my waking hour is spent in the word. It's the first thing I do. I get up earlier than everyone else in the house so that I can spend time. Sometimes, I'll be honest too, sometimes you're just reading because you, right. you're just, you're, but it's the discipline of discipline always of going to his word. Yes. I promise you more times than not, he always meets me there in his yep. word. Yep. Yep. And when I'm in his word, I, 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 then I just find myself talking to him when yeah. I'm, when I'm through hearing what he has to say to me on the pages of his word. Uh, I, I, then I have this time that I talk to him. That's how you stay. Yeah. You just make a decision to find the time, just find a time like you find time to pray. Find time to get in his word. Yeah. And practically speaking, there are so many, um, you know, things available to us. I'm sure most of us have the YouVersion Bible app on our phones. You can you can um, use the audio on that on our way to work as you're getting ready in the morning. There are so many ways that we can build in his word in a practical way that we're getting it in. And I want to say, too, you mentioned the discipline of it. It's not always going to be like an, oh, my goodness, God met me and I had this amazing experience when I was in his word. It is the principle of discipline. And it's just like Nike says, like, just do it. You know, anyone who's trying to just, you know, if you're trying to get healthy and you go to the gym, you don't feel like it when you go to do it. But then by the end of it, you're like, I'm so glad that I did that. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. We was, store the word of God to, in our heart. I was trying to show them an example of how you can stay in his word. You say, I'm busy. I got, it takes me so much time to get ready and I got to get to work. Well, then all you do 
friends, is open up your Bible app and just... The plans of the diligent lead the prophet as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by lying tongues are fleeting. Listen to his word on your way to work. You can slow it down a little bit, though. Listen, listen to his word. Listen to his word. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, and I want to get it done fast. You can do that. You can do that. If you don't know how, ask somebody and they'll show ask you. Ask a younger person than us. Okay. Um, okay, number two, we're moving on, moving on. How do I abide in him? How do I stay in him? Number two, stay in a posture of praise. Yes. Stay in a posture of praise. Uh, verse 11 in John 15 says, Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Praise shifts our perspective. Yes, it does. Isaiah chapter 6, uh, verse 1 through 3. Uh, 61. Uh, sorry, 61. 61. So Isaiah 61. I'm going to read just this um, one of my favorite passages. Yes. Okay, I'll read the whole thing. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Isaiah is prophesying about the Messiah to come. And Jesus, of course, repeated the words of Isaiah uh, in the temple. And he said, I'm the one. This is me. I am the Christ. I'm the Messiah. Uh, but it says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to procla proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness did you know that you can choose to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and it will change your perspective? Number three. Hang on. I want to say this. I want to say this. You know, Tommy, Tommy Tinney, uh, how many were here when Tommy came and saw us? I think he saw us in February and March. He was here. But one of the things he taught us, he talked about praise and what happens to us as we um, come into the presence of the God of God. We are elevated. He said, it's like when you go up in the airplane, you know, and you take off and as the altitude, as you go up higher, you look down. And he said, his little girl used to say, widow bitty houses, widow bitty people, widow bitty problems. Yes. Yes. That's good. <laughs> yes. Come on, Martez. Yes. As we come into his presence, as we praise him, as we declare who he is, in the middle of our situation, we begin to see him rightly. And we see how small the mountain that seems so big. It, when we come into his presence and we're elevated, we're seated in heavenly places with him, we see how small that mountain is in comparison to our great God. Okay? Number three. Number three. Okay. Stay in obedience. Say, stay, stay. in obedience. In obedience. Chap uh, verse 10. Of the chapter of, of our John text. 15. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, yeah. just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Yeah. Yeah. Endure. Endure. Did you know that as storms come at us, um, as 
as we have the joy of knowing Christ in the fellowship of his suffering. suffering. Jesus learned, the Bible tells us, learned obedience, obedience through the things through he the suffered. Things he suffered. Yeah. What, who, how do we think we're going to learn obedience with sunshine and roses? You know, when we, when we continue to choose him, when we continue to follow him in the midst of a diagnosis, in the midst of heartbreaking news, in the midst of pain, whatever it is, um, when we choose to stay in him, when we choose to follow him, obey him, our roots go down deeper. It's like I can just, I get the picture. Can you just see the picture in your mind of, of your roots just go like, digging into the ground, going deeper into the ground, and, and, and you become resilient. That's what happens. Then when storms come, it's like the deeper your roots are in him, you have this resilience, yes. and, and you can stand strong. I love Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I, this New Living Translation, I love this. It, it says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. It's, it's, such, a, it's such an incredible thing because, every, you know, when Nicole and I look back on the last 28 years, we remember the times that our faith caused us to reach and and, and so we've had so many experiences where the Lord met us. Yeah. And in each time our roots went deeper and then the wind picks up and blows again. Yeah. And, and it, so this is our resume in God. Yeah. That's the thing. Just say, yeah. this is my resume. This is my resume. He did it for me 10 yeah. years ago. I face something today. If he did it then, he'll do it now. Yes. And, and it doesn't matter how strong the winds are. Our roots are deep and strong yeah, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. will endure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get to this. Well, let's. Yeah. Okay, number four. Number four, you ready? Stay Which in. Which leads us to what we're about to go in yes. the back. Yes, yep. Number four. Yeah, we'll read Bob Sorge next week. We'll read Bob next week. Okay. Um, Number four, stay in relationship. Stay in relationship. Jesus said, John 15, verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 17, he said, these things I command you so that you will love one another. I remember the song that I heard when I was a kid. Me and Jesus got our own thing going we don't need nobody to tell us what it's all about. Anybody ever heard that song before? I saw Janelle immediately. She was about, she almost got up and took a lap running. Uh, that, that song is not biblical. <laughs> dare I say it? That song is a bit stupid. Oh, oh I shouldn't use that word. Not, it's not. It's S-T-O-O-O-P-I-D. That's not as offensive. When you take the U out and put a few O's. Oh, um. man. Did you know that Jesus Christ is the head of his church? Yes. And I know, you know, we all have stories of church hurt. We've all been in, in experiences where we've been wounded, maybe by a, a spiritual leader in our lives, maybe by a brother or sister in Christ. 
but the, the church of the living God is still his plan for transformation in the earth. Yes. Jesus is the head of this thing, and, and he is coming back for his church, pure and spotless bride. And, and so, um, so we, we get to be a part of that, of, of the church, and stay in relationship uh, with one another. This is a picture of the, of the new, oh, you set your alarm for real. <laughs> Let's all stand and join hands. Oh, I love this. Okay, I want to say this. Okay, we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. The presence of God always had a place and always had a people. In the Old Testament, okay, and one snooze, one snooze. I got seven minutes. Okay, <laughs> um, in the Old Testament, it's nine minutes. Okay, nine minutes. In the Old Testament, we had the 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 Ark of the Covenant was a place where His presence dwelt dwelt yes. <laughs> and his people were the was the nation of Israel right and so now we are priests the presence of God abides on the inside of us and his people the church is his is his people and then we see in the book of revelation the new jerusalem the new city a new heaven and a new earth um, he will have his uh, eternal reign in that beautiful uh, new new city new jerusalem and we the bride will be his people forever so the presence of God has always had a place a location has always had a people and so the body of christ we are his people um I we're wanna, the temple yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm going to read ephesians chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 paul's writing speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. We see this in the church in Acts. The new, the, when the church was born, chapter 2 of, of Acts uh, says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And, and then the Lord got added to the church daily as they gave themselves uh, to these things. Our friend William McDowell preached a beautiful message recently on fellowship. The Greek word for fellowship, he took it straight from this scripture. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. And, and so this, this type of fellowship can only be found where the Holy Spirit is poured out. And so we see God bringing people together from, from different tribes, right? From different cities, from different cultures. And we're here in this room together. And that's the body of Christ. We, 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 we come together because we're united um, in him. We're united in him. And that's a beautiful thing, the fellowship of the body of Christ. Let's all stand. <laughs> for real. <laughs> He's this for time. real. For real this time. Can I say a couple things again? I'm sorry. I keep say, talking. Yes, I keep yes. talking. I love the sound of your voice. I, you told me that. It's so kind. <laughs> <laughs> They're tired of it probably by now. But I, um, we're going to go out. We're gonna, this is going to be a fun um, ending. We don't want you to rush out. We're going to have popcorn back there. Y'all can go ahead and turn the lights on back there. You can, you can wait to pick up your kids. We're, it's, you know, you can yes. come back and check out. You've got a little bit of time. Um, oh, but Kareem, come on to the keys, my brother. Yes, because it just makes it a little bit sweeter. I love you, Kareem. 
Um, when you go back to the fellowship hall, we have, first of all, I want to shout out Janelle Parker. Because Janelle, y'all, if you when you go back there and you see those balloons, Janelle was up here yesterday just, I mean, just so, so beautiful. If, if you have an event, you need to hit up Miss um, Janelle because she's amazing. She's um, full of hair. <laughs> she was blowing up those balloons all day yesterday. Oh, man. But we're excited about digging into fellowship, community, and connection in a greater way here at Dwell Church. We have got all kinds of small groups. We've got um, a young adults group. We've got a moms with kids group. We've got a pickleball group. Miss Kathy's leading our pickleball group. We have got um, a creative writing group. We have got um, a Bible study, a group, all, about 10 or 11 different, um, uh, we've got a dwell marriage date night group. It's gonna be so awesome, but. Um, and but, then you and I have our own little right, Apparently, group. yes. Um, let's dig into family. You know, I love, in a family, everyone belongs, everyone has a role, everyone has a part to play. And, um, and so we've, we're gonna have some popcorn for you back there. Our, our dwell group leaders are gonna be at the tables and you can see the signs on the tables of the different groups. You can scan the QR code and find out more, but we just wanna connect, meet, chat, just have fellowship together. And, um, and can we just say to you, we love you. We really, really love you. That's all. So, Father, we thank you that we can abide in you. We can stay rooted in you. We can stay connected. Father, I thank you that you are even unifying our hearts here in this beautiful body of believers mm. and you are adding to your church here at Dwell. <laughs> but God, we thank you that we have access to your presence anytime, place. Teach us how to abide. Give us a passion for your word, God. Give us, may, may we endure, may we run the race, may we be faithful, may we be, be found faithful to you, that we would stay in obedience. God, let us stay in a, in a place of praise, God, that we would learn that when hard times come, when pain comes, that we can put on this garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And God, thank you that we can stay in relationships, stay connected to the family of God. We love you with everything that we are. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.